Welcome to CIO Leadership Live Canada. I'm Lee Rennick, editor of CIO.com, and I'm very excited to welcome Martin Bogobovich, EVP, Technology Services and Operations at ClickHealth. Martin, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your current role. Uh, thank you, Lee. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to the CIO community. Um, as, as you mentioned, uh, my name is Marcin Bogobovic. Uh, I am the EVP of uh, Technology Services and Operations here at ClickHealth. Uh, ClickHealth is a commercialization partner for a lot of health and life sciences brand. Uh, we help our, our clients, our partners, uh, with go-to-market strategy and execution of, of bringing their solutions and their treatments uh, to, the, to the public. Uh, my role here is uh, leading the technology practice uh, focused on providing technology services uh, and consulting uh, to our partners. Uh, that includes custom development, uh, consulting uh, platforms, uh, implementation and, and operations, um, cloud solutions, implementations, QA, and, and we manage all our Adobe or major partnerships with Adobe, Salesforce, and Vigo. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know we're going to get into a lot of questions around some of the work you're doing. So really excited to have you here today. Um, you know, we created this series to support the technology leader in their tech and leadership journey. So the first question I ask everyone I interview, um, could you please tell me a little bit about your own career path and maybe provide some insights on that road path? Are there any lessons learned that you could share? As my wife tells me, I, I have a very wandering mind. I have a lot of interests. I need to be constantly um, mentally stimulated, and 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 I'm very curious about a lot of things. So, and that started earlier on. Uh, I had interests in medicine. I had interests in mathematics, technology, and, and design. Um, Till listening to one of your recent uh, guests, uh, I believe it was Julie Levesque, mm. I thought the back background of art and, and, and technology was very unique, but it turns out it wasn't necessarily so. Um, but that's where I started, actually. When I had to decide what I'm doing for my secondary education, I went into uh, to the Ontario College of Art and Design and studied graphic design. Um, however, I still had that pull to technology and, and realized, you know, Art is my passion, it's an interest, it's always gonna be with me, um, but I didn't see myself that as a profession. So I went to University of Toronto to study uh, computer science, uh, specializing in software engineering. What I didn't realize at that point is that that mixture of experiences is actually gonna really impact who I am and how I work with other crafts, other people, especially here at Click Health. Uh, where we have a diversity of crafts and, and capabilities, and that collaboration, those connections are very vital. Um, after university, when I graduated, uh, I joined a Canadian company called uh, Canadian Bearings, and it was an uh, industrial distributor that, that dealt with a lot of the major Canadian brands and provided them um, products, uh, parts for, for their manufacturing plants or their um, uh, machines. And we were part of a small e-commerce department um, that uh, built out an e-commerce platform and and inventory management systems for their clients. And I had a, that was my first true job in technology. Uh, I spent seven years there, and I've learned a lot around ERP systems, around uh, Microsoft SQL. I explored a lot of new technology. Uh, new that was when .NET and C# came out. So I transitioned from Visual Basic into those domains. 
So that was a really big learning curve for me uh, in my professional development life. But also what I had the great opportunity was opportunity is to work with a lot of strong leaders and managers and and that's where my leadership really the foundation of that really started shaping up um, because I had a lot of mentors who were not my in my direct uh, organizational structure they weren't my managers but still provided me a lot of guide and insights and what I realized is good leaders and managers don't need to have the people reporting to them. They can actually influence and guide a lot of individuals just, just through those personal connections and mentorships and coaching. So I learned a lot in that organization. And then uh, after that, I joined ClickHealth as a, as a software developer. Uh, again, a lot of opportunities where I got I got I, I ended up working uh, on inventory management platforms, banking reward programs very complex web-based applications for a lot of major, even global brands. This is where sort of we expected it was not just Canada, but global brands. So a lot of learnings of sort of across different industries, uh, understanding the business needs. That was my shift where the, the interest in technology was already there and I loved the challenge, but I started understanding the connection between, it's not just coding and the most the coolest product it's actually how does that solve the business problem so that was an amazing shift for me where i started really expressing really diving into really understanding the businesses of our clients um click is click health is a very fast-paced growing organization um and it gave me a lot of opportunities to also grow in my career in, in other aspects uh business management leadership and in many organizations, when you, you know, there is a certain time where the organization you scale a little bit faster than an organization do, and you might not have opportunity to take that next step, uh, and you might want to leave. But Click's been amazing, and it's been a great company. I've been here for over fifteen years now, and they've there was always because of their growth, there's always been that next opportunity for me to that next challenge, that next level in my career. Um, coming to my current point, point where I'm leading the technology team. Wow, what a journey you've had. And um, I really love the fact that you started in arts. I did too. So <laughs> we have something in common, but that, that because STEAM is such a, you know, the arts are such a major part now of technology and innovation. And I think also in designing the user experience, as you said, you know, you're bringing those two together. Um, and then the opportunity to be mentored by individuals. I think it's, you know, some of the things we're hearing is so purposeful in career. And then that opportunity to build your own career within Click just sounds like it's been an incredible journey so far. Um, and kind of wanted to segue the next question into uh, leadership in technology. So you're working in this Marcom space, you're uh, technology space at click managing at you know technology implementation for clients and then you're also managing as you mentioned very large tech teams you know from VPs of technology to front-end developers cloud engineers you know you're really at click deploying innovation um, technology solutions so wanted to talk about that in relation to your leadership role and the tools and the skills you use as a leader to ensure that your teams have a sense of structure and purpose that is a vital question as far as I'm concerned, right? And I think I, I've noticed a pattern in the industry and in general right now that there is more realization how fundamental leadership and management are, right? 
And, and it's a lot different than we thought what it was before. It was not the org chart, the hierarchy. There is a lot more to it, mm. right? Um, and having the experience of having great mentors and leaders and managers and sometimes not 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 the best ones, uh, I've had the opportunity to actually learn quite a bit. Um, and I realized that management and leadership is actually a craft in itself, right? Very often we assume that they're a great technologist. They're they're really a subject matter expert in a certain domain. Well, let's give them two direct reports or or her two direct reports, and uh, and they're going to be great managers. And they struggle. And 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 that's where we need to realize that management and leadership is a journey in itself. Right? It's a constant learning. Uh, learning. We learn day, every day. Still haven't been have been haven't been in a role of a manager for almost 15 years now, I am still having moments where there's like, oh, that is a situation I haven't dealt with before. How do I deal with it? And, and I'm constantly learning, exploring from others, from, from, from my team, from my team in situations where I ask, what feedback do you have for me? Um, I actually had a very great, very great, good experience just, just, uh, just two days ago. Um, some of my team was here in Toronto uh, visiting uh, meeting with their teams, and we grabbed breakfast, and 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 two of my two of our senior leaders sat me down and and said, Marcin, you have a bit of a blind spot here, right? And it's impacting the dynamics of the teams, right? I'm not sure you're you're seeing it. You you're aware of there's a problem, but I don't think you're seeing the details. And and I said, thank you, thank you, because this is why we are working as a team. I need that feedback. I need that guidance, right? Because we're all we're all evolving, right? And without that feedback, without that transparency and honesty, we cannot do our roles as leaders. And I noticed some hesitancy because they're a new 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 member of the team, but uh, but I wanted to encourage that behavior. And as leader, that's the that's the approach I always have and that is the approach I teach. Uh, and is is that full transparency and honesty? It's both mm-hmm. ways, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 re- the encouraging and and positive feedback is important, but so is the difficult conversation, right? And then both goes both ways. Um, I have a I have a bit of a tactic, personal tactic with with a lot of new team members, is when they make that first sarcastic comment at my expense. Oh dear. I'm like, we're part of the team. Perfect. Awesome. Because then I know we've developed that trust and that uh, that they will be frank with me. And yeah. Direct reports, right? Uh, don't hesitate to give me any feedback. Uh, sometimes more often than, <laughs> than 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 not. But uh, but I also the rest of the team. There are also developers who I try to develop that relationship. I have a very much open pol- door policy to come in and tell me what could we be doing better as an organization. What could I be doing better as a leader? Um, the other the other approach the other important uh, tactic and methodology that I do that that I apply and I try to teach is always trying to see the other the other perspective right put yourself in the shoes take off your filters take off your experiences and don't apply your experiences to other people really listen and understand where the people are coming from where are the challenges what are the dynamics um if 
one of my team members walks into my office and, and you know, they're upset. Uh, and they come in and and really express their frustrations. You know, sometimes say, okay, let's slow down. I understand. I I see where you're coming from. I see what, what your frustration is. But let's see what that other person is thinking. What do you think that that other person, where they're coming from? Yeah. Why are they the way they are? So that to me is very interesting because what I'm hearing from you is, first of all, in your previous question, you talked about business leadership. So the technology leader is the business leader, right? And then you talked about it, your team members coming to you with, you know, potential issue they're facing. And, you know, they're saying to you, hey, we need you to focus on this. Now, the interesting thing is, is that you're totally open and adaptive to getting that information. And probably one of the things they don't understand is that you're you're approaching things now as a business leader as well, right? So you, there are things they may not know about that you're, you're having to process and understand and deliver. And so, you know, I think taking that information, um, you know, hearing it, uh, honesty, openness is is really key in what we're hearing from a lot of other CIOs. And I really appreciate that honesty and you sharing the situation that you were in and how you dealt with it and um, how you, you know, you really work with your teams to ensure that there's understanding and around the work that you're doing. Thank you for that. And, and Lee, you bring up an excellent point that that that, that the business factor and giving that context is also very important, right? Because without that context, people are making assumptions that could actually drive sort of how they feel about it. And giving sometimes the context of the business, the context of the, the, the situation with the client, the context with the situation with the team, again, turns that, that into a positive and and solution oriented uh, approach yeah and i think a lot of cios are talking about that the fact that you have you now hold the business title as well and so it's important that you you know that that your teams understand this i think also just around communication i i had a i had a, a talk with someone a few days ago and they're they're in our london office they're british and you know the way they approached saying something to me was like kind of took me back. And then I was, I, I was chatting with one of my mentors and I said, you know, I think it was just purely cultural. Like, I think it was just a cultural thing. I, I felt it was like a harsh way of approaching something, but then I looked at it and went, no, it's not. It's just how I'm receiving the information. So anyway, I thank you for letting me share that. Um, and, you know, I just appreciate the honesty in which you've approached this question very, very much. So Moving on to question three, we want to talk about something that's obviously big time in the news right now. Every tech leader is thinking about this, and this is like around the you know the development of generative AI, um, you know, and and I'm having a lot of discussions. We had a conference last week about it. Everyone's talking about it and how they're going to implement it. So. I know that the senior technology leader really has, you know, a lot of pressures on evaluating these types of new technologies or technology that's evolved and come into the market, uh, such as generative AI. Um, some CIOs talk about, you know, um, partnership for innovation and acceleration with vendors. Others talk about building in-house tools, you know, whether and creating agile tech development. So I think this is a perfect time to have you weigh in on this question. So could you talk a little bit about that and maybe some of the strategies you use to evaluate and implement new technologies and any tips on those learnings that you could share? So we have a bit of a dual responsibility here um, as, as Click Health. Uh, because we are a professional services organization, uh, we have the responsibility not only for how we adopt and integrate the, any new technology into our organization, 
but also we have an advisory role for our clients, right? They are leaning on, on us to give them those recommendations, right? To actually do the experimentation, do the exploration, understand what their business needs and map it, right? Um, one of the first things uh, that I actually do personally and, and I encourage my team to do is, is get that business context, right? Where, where, where is this technology, new technology on the hype curve? It is, at, is it at that initial stage of excitement and innovation or is it at the, at, at, at the stage where it's ready to be adopted? Um, and I'm blanking out on the, on the, on the terminology right now. Um, but it's ready to be adopted as part of the uh, as part of just general offering, uh, and then map that as I mentioned against the business, right? And 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 figure out if it is the right solution for our clients. Most of our clients are are in a very highly regulated environments, uh, bringing the treatments uh, and health solutions to to to, to patients. Um, there's a lot of regulations there. So that is another thing that we actually have to constantly look at it from that perspective and make sure that it meets the security, the privacy, uh, and, and, and all the regulatory um, aspects. Um, so that's, that's the one side. Uh, the other side is internally our adoption. We are a very innovative uh, company um, as an organization, as technology. We kind of always say we're always in beta. We love adopting, we get excited about new technologies. So what I try to do is encourage our teams and, and, and leaders to really create a safe environment for experimentation, right? Constantly educate yourself, constantly be aware of what's out there and actually experiment, do POVs, prototyping. Um, but again, also still contextualize to that business, right? And contextualize to what Click needs, right? Uh, and you know, recognize the individuals for, for, for sort of innovative ideas, create an environment of sharing those innovative ideas, right? And, and, and bringing them to, to the forefront. Yeah, I think that's, that's what we're hearing from a lot of tech leaders right now is that, you know, creating that safe environment, doing the evaluation, certainly a lot. Although I just, I mean, and I'm pointing this out because I just came off of this conference where we did a panel on the CISO as a trusted partner in the organization. So certainly from a security aspect, that's coming into play too. And then, you know, just creating those safe environments and the communication seems to be what everyone's talking about right now, as far as that leadership uh, aspect of it, um, especially with generative AI, of course. No, don't get me wrong. There's been a lot of sleepless nights recently as I was playing with generative AI and actually understanding the whole concept and how it is learning more about machine learning. So, so um, I am still a software engineer at heart. I still get very much excited by technology and I want to, you know, build the world. And, and, but, you know, as a business owner, I do have that responsibility uh, of, of contextualizing it to, to the business needs. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. I appreciate it. Um, so really wanted to pop into the next question now, which is around talent and talent retention and the future of work. Although I, when we wrote these questions a few months ago, I said the future of work, but probably the future of work is now with what's been happening, you know, just around talent. Um, you know, the pandemic shifted so many companies to remote work, um, and now many tech companies are shifting back to hybrid or in-person. So, you know, I interviewed a CIO recently that said, look, we're, we're about to bring 400 people back into our offices, and we're, we're expecting to lose 
stuff because of the shift. It's a, it's a challenge, right? So, um, you know, I'd love to talk to you about your leadership skills around this, you know, as a tech technology operations leader with your teams around the change in the sector and, and maybe just talk about that from a leadership perspective and leading your teams and talent retention. When the pandemic happened, we all shifted into remote and we really quickly, we were actually, we actually went remote a week before everybody else. And that transition uh, was very, very seamless for us. Uh, we had a lot of this, the best practices, the communication, you know, there we had to do some tweaking and, and adjustments. Um, but the collaboration and the, and the team considerations were already there. So we were able to ship and be very productive and not skip a beat, right? Um, to the point where that success and that methodical approach, we actually ended up offering to our clients to help them through that transition. Nice, very good. Uh, so we 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 shared that and 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 you know uh, as a result, uh, you know we posted actually we had a website where we shared our approach or methodology. So it wasn't necessarily only our clients; it was actually other organizations going through it because we rec recognized that this might not be easy for everyone. It's not easy for everybody, but then. We also, as, as time progressed, we realized there is a significant impact to mental health, uh, to physical health, to family health. And we, we really adjusted and created programs internally um, to, to, to help our, our teams, right? Uh, through dealing with their children, managing children who are at home, um, dealing through their personal, personal challenges, personal spaces and, and everything. We also noticed there was a little bit of a loss of, of our culture. So we thought different methodologies, different tactics of, of trying to bring that back and, and, and making sure, because that is the found, one of the foundations and something mm. that I'm proud of, as many other organizations. As, as everything settled uh, and, and we started going com, coming out of the pandemic and we started uh, moving back to the offices, we realized that going fully back in the office is not a consideration, right? We need to figure out what is that new world? What is that balance, right? Um, we 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 want to make sure we created this hybrid model and, and we wanted to make sure that our teams see the value of the hybrid model because they were, they were working remote. They're like, why do we have to go to an office? I can do my job. But I think we didn't recognize what we were missing, that personal touch, that personal connection, those micro moments uh, within our organization that walk by have a chat with some for somebody for five minutes about something maybe not even related to work but that that the energy you're getting from that interaction but also that five minutes of actually solving a problem that on on video it would take you half an hour of coordination going back and back, back and forth on some sort of a messenger mm. or you actually got a 25 minute meeting where here you can solve it in five minutes so we realized we need to bring that back, um, but we want to be sensitive to personal needs of all individuals, right? We're, we're all unique and we all have different backgrounds. Some people have family uh, who are immunocompromised, some people who moved, moved further remotely. And as an organization, we're taking all that into consideration on individual basis, right? We're setting up environment that people can come back to uh, through 
or reorganizing our spaces through creating experiences and, and, and ways where people can collaborate, where can actually enjoy spending time with each other. Mm -hmm. But also having processing workflow workflows for people to actually ask for those exceptions due to their personal condition, maintaining their privacy, uh, and respecting respecting those needs and dealing with it on an individual basis, case by case. That is a really great way to end off this interview because I think what I'm what I'm hearing from this is that your organization has been extremely intentional. Um, on how they're, you know, ensuring that they're hearing and listening to their and being inclusive in their decisions with their employees and, you know, being very respectful of the process. And it sounds like you as a leader have really embraced that just by the way you explain that to me. So thank you very much for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. And I keep reemphasizing it's all part of a big group, part of a whole team, right? And And it's the team that building that team around that has the same respect, trust, and honesty mutually is vital to, to success of any organization. And, you know, I've been here, like I said, for over 15 years. If that wasn't, that being a vital and core value of mine, and that wasn't here there, I wouldn't have uh, stayed at Click Health for so long. Thank you so much, Marcin, for joining us today. I really appreciate it.